There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talkin' Titans. I'm Ben Arthur, Titans beat reporter for the Tennessean, along with my colleague, sports columnist Gentry Estes. And we're here in Tampa, Florida for... Um, you know, what, what, what was just, you know, joint practices between the Titans um, and the Bucks. This is, we're recording this on, what is it, Thursday, um, just after di- the second and final day of joint practices. So Gentry and I are going to kind of recap what we saw, talk about things that we liked and, um, you know, things we, we didn't like as well. But, you know, first of all, Gentry, just how have you kind of Enjoy your time down here as we've kind of gotten going. I like I like Tampa, but it's uh, it's hot. They uh, they like their flags a lot at the <laughs> facility. I can't anybody who's ever been to the Tampa facility has seen this gigantic skull and crossbones red flag. You know, like what they have on the side of their their helmet. This thing is massive. It's the biggest flag I've ever seen. It, it beckons you from around the entire Hillsborough County to this is where the, the Super Bowl champs are. And, and you go in and there's like 30 or 40 flags total. I think I counted Bennett's. They, they're big on flags. They have a little pirate ship that people were like taking pictures in front of, you know. So a little bit of an event. You can tell they like the fact that they're Super Bowl champs here. And the Titans kind of c- come into the middle of all this. And on the field, meh. You know, honestly, man, the Titans didn't even practice their best players most of the time. Exactly, and yeah, that's kind of the first thing I wanted to get into, and I think this is a thing that we both didn't like, the fact that the Titans, that the Bucks, you know, the Bucks were rolling out all their first-team guys, you know, all the guys that were on the Super Bowl team, and, and the Titans, uh, I mean, defensively, most of their guys, except Danico Autry, everyone else practiced and played in the team stuff including Caleb Farley and Bud Dupree to an extent Dupree did do something exactly um so you know the defensive guys were were there and then on offense it was a completely different story um you know Julio Jones still isn't practicing AJ Brown didn't practice in the joint the joint stuff Taylor Lewan didn't do team stuff. Derrick Henry didn't do team stuff. Ben Jones didn't practice. Nate Davis didn't practice. It's just, it goes on and on and on. And it's, it is kind of, you know, disappointing um, to an extent. And, and, and we know some of these guys are dealing with injuries. Some of them were, were not so clear. And Mike Rabel, you know, particularly with, with AJ and, and Julio, he's not really budging on what what exactly is is going on with them but you know just kind of overall kind of the the um you know the outlook of it it's not you know when you think we're so close to the season right next week is the last week of preseason then right after that um you know it's starting to gear up for the season and if you're all your guys haven't practiced I mean we're through 16 practices at this point and the Titans haven't had their first team offense out there. I, I understand the caution to an extent. I mean, you know, Lawan's getting over the knee from last year. I get that there isn't a thing Derrick Henry can prove in practice right now and he you know, you want to keep him fresh for the season. I get all that. But when you're talking about the receivers, I, we can't sit here and tell you exactly what's wrong with AJ. Um, he was out there Monday at the stadium. I don't know why he didn't practice in Tampa, and the Titans didn't really answer that question when asked about it. Um, you know, Julio I hadn't seen him in more than two weeks now, um, and I think 
you know, at what point, Ben, does this become a real concern because you have a new offensive coordinator and you have a, a, a clearly an elite receiver in Julio who has not developed any sort of on-field timing with his quarterback? And you don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it, it, you. I look at it. It's a, it should be a big concern because, it, and I think we've had a lot of conversations about this. Todd Downing, the OC, is the biggest domino offensively, and if he doesn't have his best players out there, you know how is he? How is he supposed to kind of, you know, get get his stuff? Um, you know, do the do the play calling it and make sure everyone's on the same page. And and I think only Julio has had only three three practices and that was in the very beginning yeah, and even that um, wasn't and even that and yeah and, and even that he didn't do team stuff it was just individual drills and whatnot so I, I think there should be you know a, a bit uh, you know a little bit you know of, of a concern and Mike Vrabel you know speaking to us after uh, Thursday's today's practice has said you know practice leads to you know in-game reality right it's you know you you need it to execute to the best of your ability, you want guys to practice, and you know, you obviously you have guys dealing with stuff. But um, the fact that you know this is your opportunity, you know, real measuring stick, right? These are you guys say you want to be Super Bowl champions. That's that's the message in the building, and this is your chance um, t- to really see how you stack up with a championship caliber team with all the hype you guys have, you know, have had this off season, and so. It, it, it does, you know, you know, it is unfortunate, you know, from, from the Titans, you know, side of things. You know, the only guy you mentioned, and, and this is mostly on offense. We're not seeing this on defense. The defensive guys are pushing through and playing. And like I say, Bud Dupree, that's a, a similar situation as Taylor one in that he's getting over an ACL. Well, he did get out there and do some team stuff against the Bucks' offense. Uh, not everything, but some things. And Caleb Farley looked like he was full go. Yeah, he had his most active practices since camp started. And, and you know what? Yeah. He took some tough lessons out there against some very good wide receivers, but it's only going to help him that he had that experience. You wish some other offensive guys for the Titans had that same experience. What was so intriguing about these practices was the fact that you had a very good Titans offense with a lot of pieces going against what might be the best defense in the NFL, a, a Super Bowl-winning defense, and every single member of that Super Bowl-winning defense was out there. They stepped up and were ready to go. Titans, for whatever reason, didn't have all their guys. And, you know, if a guy's hurt, Kendall Lamb, for example, I truly believe Kendall Lamb is hurt and can't go. Yeah, I saw his shoulder, you know, after one of of the practices like a week week ago or so. So, yeah, he's hurt. But a lot of these guys, and we just don't know about Julio, but a lot of these guys were able to go because we've seen them go in Nashville at least to some degree here in the last week. Um, AJ... Nate Davis, Derek just just stood there with his helmet off, just like he does at practice in Nashville. Again, I'm not going to fault Derek Henry. Derek Henry's got nothing to prove here. But if you're the Bucks, you go into this hoping to see the Titans best. That's how you get the most out of this. And they they're, they come, probably come in expecting AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derek Henry, and instead they get Chester Rogers, Mason Kenzie, and Jeremy McNichols. And like that's not a knock on those guys. It's just a fact. They the Titans didn't put their best on the field, and that's just kind of frustrating for everybody who was hoping to get something out of this. Yeah, and I think Gentry, I think we might be at least I'm starting to look at it this way. Like at week one, when week one starts, I think the the defense might be ahead of the offense. Right? We we had we had been talking so much about how. The Titans had this, you know, elite offense coming together, you know, with the addition of Julio and then just so much overhaul on the defensive side of the ball. It was going to take a few, you know, a few several weeks, 
you know, for, for the defense to, to, to really come together. But at this point, the defense has done way more stuff together. Um, you know, we, we have like half the offensive line not participating. We don't know about Tano hasn't been able to build on field rapport with Julio. There are so many moving pieces there. You know, the, the Todd Downing effect, as we said, there are just so many question marks. It is still a very talented offense. And, you know, at some point, you know, we, we do expect it to, to come together. But, um, you know, at least to start the season, I mean, the, the, the defense has had uh, so much time together at this point, And we're seeing Bud Dupree do more. We're seeing Caleb Farley do more. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic, you know, once the season gets going, just because the strength of the team is supposed to be offense, but their their first team offensive personnel haven't gotten any reps together, you know, as a full unit. I'm not going to go there yet, but we do need to see the offense on the field in practice. We do. And before the first game. And as it gets closer, I think the more it gets more important that Julio's not out there, AJ's not out there, you're not seeing that. We were going to go over some things we we liked and didn't like from the practices down here. That was one thing Ben and I both didn't like, was the fact the Titans didn't put their best plays out there. So I'm going to throw something out there I did like, and it's about the Titans' offense. They actually did pretty well without all these guys. That's That's the thing that you kind of take away from this. They were better Wednesday than Thursday. But the offensive line in particular, without four starters – really did hold its own pretty well against a very good defensive line. You know, Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, these guys were all out there. And I, honestly, the Titans offense, they maybe didn't win the, the day, but they held their own pretty well, I thought. Um, you know, we mentioned Chester Rogers, and that guy was probably the MVP, I think, out of the Titans' practices here. He, he made all kinds of plays. You know, Tannehill made some nice throws. They, they turned the ball over some in the, in the two-minute here late on Thursday, and I think that kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth afterwards, Vrabel included, but I really felt like if you looked at the players that were on the field for both sides, that should have been a route. That should have been the JV against the varsity, and it wasn't. The, the offense did okay, especially up front. They showed some depth there. Yeah, if, if anything, just to add to your, your point, Gentry, if anything, that's a positive coming out of it, right? Like your, your backups, your rookies, the reserves, the guys fighting for spots, Holding their own in many instances against the the Bucks first teamers is really going to pay dividends um, in in the long run. And, and Roger Saffold, who spoke to us after uh, Thursday's practice, was kind of you the know one alluding to that starter who did play. The one, yeah, the one guy who did everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. not just individual but team stuff. And, and he spoke to that, like a lot of these young guys getting these really valuable reps and and. And he spoke to kind of that physicality of, of the joint practices like he he described them as games, you know, and that's only going to help the Titans, I think, moving forward. And and we saw the depth, some of those depth issues they had, you know, last year, um, just in terms of, you know, the injuries mounting and 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 the concerns there. But when you have this kind of situation here, I mean, of course, you'd want your first team guys on offense out there. But when you're second, third, fourth options can get out there and play against a championship caliber team. That That's a huge um, plus. Um, you know, kind of a, another positive thing I liked out of it was, you know, and this is just an individual player on offense, was Nick Westbrook. You know, I think he was a guy 
who, um, you know, kind of started to at the start of training camp was fading out of the picture a little bit in, in the wide receiver room. I, I think I'll, I'll say that we don't have any idea about that. Well, really, we, we it, don't. It, it but becomes hour by hour now. And it you're it does. All of us, all the guys Dude, who cover the team, everybody's have a different, different yeah. opinion on this. The wide receiver room is wide open. It's yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. But, you know, just from from what I Yeah. I mean, you, you we could see as many as seven wide receivers of the Titans keep. I mean, it's been the most competitive room by far um, at training camp for, for the Titans. But but just, you know, just based on my eyes, right, that, that's the only thing I can base off of. <laughs> Within 15 yeah. minutes today on the field, I swear I had someone come up to me and say, I think Nick Westbrook and Kane is a lock to make it. And then within 15 minutes, someone else came up to me, someone different came up to me and said, you know what? I don't think Nick Westbrook and Kane is going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Stock up, stock down every few minutes. But but yeah, I mean, but but the the reason I was so high, I'm kind of getting there with with Westbrook right now is just because I, I I see you know potential. I don't know, right? But potentially, I could see one. You know, either he or Racy McMath is going to get one spot because they're both bigger, taller receivers who didn't maybe show a whole lot offensively in college. But you know what? They're get you get from them, especially from set on special teams. Particularly as gunners, and oh, my phone just, just fell. But uh, but Racy McMath um, was the guy in the first few days who who kind of w- was standing out a little bit, and he's his stock is kind of dropped off. Um, it seems like every 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 practice, and, and I think the last several days, Nick Westbrook has um, you know kind of you know re- reminded people that yeah, I'm I'm here too, and so you know again, like we we don't know about everything that's going to shake out, how the wide receiver room is going to shake out. But Nick Westbrook is a guy who I think took advantage of, of, you know, a lot of the opportunities he had the last couple days. I I feel like I know less about the receivers now than when I got here because two guys I completely counted out of this whole thing I thought had two good days. Fred Brown was really good today. He might have been the best receiver that I saw in the one-on-one drills that Brable was was monitoring very closely. By the way, Mike Brable, per the – the way this worked is the, the coaches, Arians and Vrabel, stuck with their offenses. So for two days, Mike Vrabel's with the Titans' offense, not their defense. And I don't know. It was kind of like a it's kind of like a right-handed golfer trying to play left-handed for a couple of days. It just didn't seem real natural to see him. And he's, you know, talking. He couldn't with, help it. He, talking with the Bucks guys a little bit. He was giving them a few pointers here and there. That's Vrabel, just, just a coach, you know, couldn't help but um, – Fred Brown made a couple of plays, and I thought Mason Kinsey's the other guy. I think those two both had good practices. We'll see on Saturday. I think that game's going to be more important for those guys. And, and really, we're running out of spots because I think everyone would say Marcus Johnson was in pretty good shape, and he didn't even go today. And Chester Rogers is now kind of getting into that conversation, too. I think Chester Rogers is taking Camp Addison's spot, probably, yeah. as a return guy. Um, you're at five now. And notice how you haven't mentioned Des Fitzpatrick at all. The fourth he, round pick. You know what? He made a nice play today, and then he came right back and dropped one on the very next time. And, and I just that's kind of, that's been his training camp. You I, know, I, I look. I, I could talk for a while about Destin Patrick. I covered him at Louisville, and I I really did like that draft pick. I think he's a guy with a lot of ability. But this is a tough competition, and it's going to come down to the guys who are proving they can produce each day. And that right now is not Destin Patrick. Not that we're seeing. You know. So another thing I, I didn't like, well, uh, one thing I didn't like was just a, another day without Tucker McCann, you know? Uh, I, I agree. Don't like that either. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that has to be, you know, 
kind of concerning if you're the Titans, knowing all the kicking issues you've had the last couple years. Um, you know, Thursday marked the fourth straight uh, fourth straight practice that McCann hasn't participated in. You know, after getting roughed in that preseason opener in Atlanta, and um, it, it's just been thickened. And you know, and, and he's obviously getting an extended look, but he, I, I haven't seen a day from him where he's just hit everything right. It, it's always it always seems like he has a miss at, until today. Today he was good. The only one he missed was like a fifty-seven yarder or something like that. But I, I but think, he, but, if, he, but he did miss. To be fair, yeah, he, he did. <laughs> I haven't seen a perfect practice from from him in a while, and, it, and it's a practice setting, right? You you want to make sure, you know, your your kickers are just they're just hitting right all their field goals in in practice, um, and you know just the fact that he's he's competing against himself right now. McCann isn't out there, and we still don't really know what his status is. Um, yeah. I think. You McCann, know, McCann if, was was ahead of kick and fick in there in this race, and, and to yeah, see him get hurt, it, that's just tough. Luck. Yeah, I, I think McCann. You know, he kind of started out slow, um, but then you know, with with when Hobiel, um, the undrafted rookie, when, when he was competing with, with 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 him, but then he started to pick it up, and then Ficken came in. McCann was still kicking pretty well, and you know, to have this happen. Um, is is unfortunate because I know the Titans liked him a lot. They really like the strength he has in his leg. So, um, you know, that's another thing I didn't like. What about you? One thing I didn't like on this, and this this opinion probably wasn't universal. I think from everything I've read of people out there, but the Titans do not have three good cornerbacks right now. They have two. They have two good cornerbacks right now. I think uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins played about as well as you would expect for a veteran. Uh, against some very good receivers, and I liked Christian Fulton for the most part. It wasn't perfect, but I've liked pretty much everything he's done this whole preseason. I think he's done. He has improved. The Titans needed him to improve and do what he's doing. I still don't think we got to see the best of what Christian Fulton can do last season because of injuries and a number of other factors. Also, the Titans are trying to play him in the slot. He's on the edge. I think he's doing a lot better with that. But the first-round pick isn't there, y'all. He's not. Uh, I know he, he had some good moments here and there, but look, I don't think we can take what's happened on the field so far as a knock on Caleb Farley to be any kind of bust or anything like that. The guy's just rusty. He didn't play football. It's like last year of college. He's been banged up and he's missed a lot of training camp up until now. He's really just getting out there and kind of kind of feeling his way through it. By the end of this season, he could become a very good player, but I think in week one, you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins and some other guys on this team. They're playing. It's got to be Fulton there yeah, with Jack Rabbit. I, I don't. I just don't think you can trust Farley on an island like that. And I don't think you have time to teach him how to play the slot. So again, two good corners, not three. And Chris Jackson's going to end up in the slot, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, Christian Fulton. I, I think. I think the consensus right now is definitely that Christian Fulton is ahead of Kayla Farley. And look, I mean, he he did have his have his struggles but but you can see the talent right i mean he 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 got beat you know you know a few times you know on on releases and and whatnot but his recovery speed his ability to kind of make up for a mistake um to to get a pass breakup or an interception i think is um i mean he has a really really special talent but a lot of the technique stuff he still needs to work on i saw him get turned around yeah and and yeah And yeah, and not only has he not played a lot of football the last 
you know, couple years. He hasn't played corner very long on top of that. So there's <laughs> knocking off the rust and continuing to learn the position, you know, of, of cornerback. We see in, in practices, Jack Rabbit is teaching him a lot on the sidelines during special teams periods because he has so much to learn right now. And and to, to Farley's credit, he, he does seem like he, he really wants to learn. He does want to be great. But, um, yeah, this isn't an Isaiah situation by any stretch. He yeah. will improve, and he will get there, but he's got a ways to go, y'all. And then it's not close right now with him and Fulton. It's not. For sure. I'm trying to think of another thing I liked. What about you? What, I like what the you... guy in the pirate outfit that was running around <laughs> the cheers. I was like, wow, that's pretty strong for a Thursday morning. No, I, I, I liked the fact that the, the defense appears to be – better and and this isn't anything new this isn't anything i just learned while we've been in tampa this entire preseason the defense appears to be better coordinated there's no other word to say it they they spent the- i mean they will they literally are better coordinated because they actually have they've actually established you know a defensive coordinator and and you know and it kind of goes down the this, communication is better yeah and they spent the whole offseason talking about that trying to figure out you know so one guy knows what the other's doing, and 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 you see it. You do. One hundred percent. I think I think Amani Hooker is going to be a good replacement for Kenny Vaccaro at safety. I had some questions about that. I liked what I've seen from Hooker pretty much this whole whole preseason. I think the guys in the middle of the defense again. I think getting Jayon Brown back was huge for this defense. Huge. The guy who who knows what who's calling the signals, who's in charge in there. You needed that guy, and you know there was a. Some uncertainty about him going into free agency, and the Titans were able to get him back relatively cheap. That was huge. I thought it was huge at the time. I think it's huge now. Jayon's played pretty well out there. Uh, I think Simmons, the guy's up front, you get Oshry with him. There's reason to think the defense is going to be better. And you saw it against a really good Bucks offense with a Hall of Fame quarterback, some great running backs, and some just star receivers. Outstanding receivers. When Antonio Brown is your number three receiver, you're doing okay, and that's that's what they and then you got Gronk at tight end. I mean, they, they were they were throwing some pretty it's ridiculous serious, how much talent they, they have. were throwing. They were throwing a lot at the Titans, and and it wasn't perfect. The, the corners in particular struggled at times with these receivers, but they didn't get embarrassed. Uh, they really didn't. I, I there were times Brady was confused and didn't know what was going on. He was complimentary of the defense. I think. If that same defense from last season, at least the one that was out there for, for a lot of the year that had injuries and had real issues, was in this same practice, I don't think they would have held up as well against the Bucks. And I think there's, you know, there was a sign of progress in how confidently they approached this and were able to execute against a very good team. And, and the defense got out of this what the offense didn't because they didn't play a lot of their guys. The defense did play a lot of their guys, and I think they did get a lot out of this. For sure. I, I agree. Um, the, uh, the one thing I was going to say I liked, you basically covered because you covered the entire defense. Yeah. But, uh, man, that defensive line looks great. I think L- Lorel Murchison, you know, has really stepped up. Tier Tar. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, you mentioned Amani Hooker, too. I think he's he's going to have a breakout season. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of things to like uh, defensively. And, and, yeah, it may have been a hot take, what I was saying earlier, but I think they are going to be ahead of the offense when, when the regular season starts. So we'll kind of see how that plays out, and we'll look forward to Saturday's preseason game um, between the, the Bucks and the Titans, um, you know, as the, the season continues to inch closer and closer. So, 
But that will do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts and drop us a review and rating while you're at it. Um, from Ben Arthur um, and just Gentry S's from Tampa. Thank you for listening, and, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.